Hi, this is Laura Monroe, and I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to us for Inman Connect. Now we're coming to you. Sign up for Inman Connect now, June 2nd to June 4th at Inman.com. This is Brad Inman with my daily dispatch. Yesterday, Walmart delivered my groceries and threw in a lipstick red old school dustbuster as a gift. I haven't had a dustbuster since I was in my 20s. I expected that the technology would have been vastly improved and it would roar when I turned it on. Nope, still wimpy. I was disappointed at first until I had my hair cut in the kitchen. Worked like a charm, easily picking up the hair and some popcorn from the night before from a Zoom party. Now I love my dustbuster, just like I did back in the day. Little treats and surprises are the best during these times. Now for a big treat. Today I have a longtime colleague and friend, Jessica Sweezy, partner and chief copywriter at Thousand Watt, and Inman star speaker and consultant, Valerie Garcia. Greetings, gang. How are you two? Great. How are you doing? Good. That's Jessica. Yeah, this is Jessica. <laughs> Where are you at, Jessica? Are you in Oakland? I'm in Oakland, yeah. Oh, Oakland, California. Love Proud Oakland. to be in the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, and how's the family? Everybody healthy? Everybody's healthy, thank goodness. Um, yeah, we're holding up pretty well. We've got homeschooling and working from home happening in our house every day. So it's, oh. it's different, but it's, you know, we make the best of it. I do a 10-minute um, Inman family history segment for Lizzie, my daughter's homeschooling 45 minutes on history and oh, I so I have, I have to come up with a story from our past and share it I but I have to she pre-screens them to make sure that uh, grandpapa doesn't say something inappropriate so um <laughs> Valerie are you there hi Did it, hi how's it going it's going great it's uh getting snowflakes in West Michigan right now <laughs> Michigan. Where in Michigan? Um, so West Michigan, Grand Rapids area. So mid Southern Michigan. Yep. N near Lake Michigan, right? Or is that... Yeah, not too far. Yep. Oh, beautiful country. Um, so I have a question before we get into all the serious stuff. Jessica, you posted something on, uh, I guess, Twitter about cutting your hair. One, you wrote it so perfectly. You've always been a great writer. Tell us what the tweet was and share with the crowd whether you followed through with your plan. Okay. So on Saturday, it was actually on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I actually was considering for the first time in my life shaving my head, like seriously woke up and thought maybe that's the way out of this um, hair debacle that is slowly unfolding in my life. <laughs> so, and then, you know, then I thought, well, it's probably just a phase of insanity during this, you know, coronavirus shut-in. Um, and I, what made me think of it was Brian actually shared a, a meme with us the other day about like the phases of COVID, um, but it was told through sort of the phases of Britney Spears. And it starts with her, you know, looking very amazing and perfectly put together and then you know slowly gets to the shaving head phase <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And I thought, wow, I, I guess I'm in that phase now. I wonder what phase other people are in. Oh, that was great. I related to it on the hair thing, everything. It was fabulous. <laughs> um, yeah, and that is true. It's, it's, there is these kind of from emotionally stable to psycho phases to this whole damn thing, right? Yeah. Um, let's do this. Um, we're going to jump into marketing. And you two are marketing pros. And I just want to start with a, what I think is the burning question. And hopefully that'll lead to us talking and even offering brass tacks advice to, to the Inman community. We're going to market this particular podcast as, um, you know, how do you market in these times? But let me ask with the first question, which has been bannered around the real estate, you know, social world. Should real estate companies stop marketing right now? knowing it will either fall on deaf ears or it will look really stupid. Um, and, and when you talk about it, any examples without putting anyone down, but is this a time just to shut, you know, up about all of our products and services? Thoughts? Well, um, I actually think that you shouldn't stop marketing right now. I think, you know, there's definitely a certain level of life has changed drastically, but things, the show must go on, right? And I think when we get on the other side of this, people are going to need the services of a real estate company. So, but I think marketing has changed. So that's the nuance, right? You can't be out there, you know, saying it's a great time to buy or sell because that's such a blanket statement that, you know, that actually never works, but right now it definitely does not work. Um, I think taking an eye to everything that you are saying is critical right now. Um, but I think the opportunity here is what a great time to serve, you know, to really like, rather than sell, just serve. And I think that is probably the number one way that you can really like market yourself while also adding value to the situation and come out of this on the other side with a great reputation. Yeah, I think that's, that's perfectly said. Serve, not sell. And that probably does apply any other time, right? If you're serving your client, whatever their needs may be, they may be down on their luck and need help, or they may need help buying a house, but that's a, that's a good, that's a great verb to describe what the industry should be about all the time. Maybe that's a lesson we'll learn from this yeah. evening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, real estate is relationships more than anything. So I think marketing to the consumer is always about the relationship. And, you know, in this case, there's, there's a lot of opportunities to serve because people have a lot of questions um, related to their decisions, their own situation. Um, you know, maybe you have a client who just bought in February, who's kind of worried, like, what if I can't make my mortgage payment? So even just providing that guidance, like, okay, well, here's what you need to do. Um, I think we'll go a long way. Valerie, jump in here. What, what's, what's your take on all this? Should real estate companies stop marketing? Should they just shut up? Um, I mean, I think I, I totally agree with Jessica, but I think the answer is maybe. Um, it depends what and how you are marketing right now. Um, you know, marketing as a definition sort of has two parts. You're either selling something or you're communicating value. And I think like Jessica said, 
if your marketing is selling something, yeah, now might be the time to pause that. But if you're communicating value, if you're serving, you're helping, you're offering something that maybe your competition isn't right now, then now's a really good time to be marketing that. But I think if the answer is yes, you should stop marketing, it's only because you're fully automating stuff right now that might be a bit tone deaf. And if you are only set up to be self-automating, then yeah, you should stop marketing. Let's drill down in that belly, just so everyone knows that's listening, self-automating. You mean that is the the spam email that people set up? Uh, what, what would be examples of that in real estate, just so I know? And of so, course, it's not the Inman News headlines, right? <laughs> <laughs> so for example, like, um, you know, everybody's friends with, with loan officers in this business. You know, everybody in real estate is friends with six or eight different uh, loan officers. And on the same day of every month, all of the loan officers send out the same email, but it's got their photo at the bottom of it. And so all of these agents are saying, oh, you know, I just got the same exact automated email from seven different mortgage reps. Um, that's the kind of stuff that we should be turning off right now. So if you're only set up that that stuff is going, people are seeing multiple repeats of stuff and it's none of it's personal. You know, that's a great example. If if the industry to industry uh, marketing feels bad, you as an agent marketing the consumer, just apply the same principles. Just because you like what you're sending doesn't mean the recipient's uh, gonna like it. Do you then, the automated stuff is often done through third parties, tech companies, others. Are you all seeing them play a little more responsible role here? Or I guess everyone's scrambling to, to make payroll, which I, I guess is the, the underlying reason why people market in the, in the beginning and now more than ever, they need that revenue. But you got to go to your provider and your vendor and say, you know, let's put this on pause or maybe get them to give you advice and counsel on what you should be marketing. Is that a good strategy for them? Or? Yeah, I think the good ones are, sorry. I think the good ones are um, already doing that. Like they're being proactive and just changing their offering altogether. Like, okay, we need to put pause on all of this stuff and talk to our agent clients and figure out what they need from us right now. Um, but, you know, I do think there are a lot of companies also hiding because they're not sure what to do, right? Like you're scared when the phone rings. Um, nobody wants to lose customers right now, so, yeah. Does this apply to, let's, let's look at some other areas like Zillow, Realtor.com, the lead machines, I guess. Okay, I'm I'm a premier Zillow agent. I'm just riffing here. I don't have a, I don't really have a, a, a big idea. You can help me through it here, but I pay premium dollars to Zillow. They send me leads, and then I have an automated response, often either through Zillow or through a third party. You got to probably look look at that and make sure it's not sending stupid shit pre-corona, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have those automated drips set up through their CRMs, um, where if you know someone goes onto your website, they have automatic retargeting drips that follow you around. You know, they have paid advertising that shows up as a retargeting. And I think we need to be looking at all of that right now. I mean, the number one thing that I'm saying to agents is everything that you send out, you have to ask, is this right right now? Because it might have been right five weeks ago. It might have been perfect. You know, it might be working. But the reality is if you're 
you know, if it comes across totally tone deaf or like the first message is, you know, sign up, you know, and I'd be love to show you houses tomorrow or set up a link to my calendar to, to set up to do showings. Yeah, it's, it's not working for you. Drips, even that word, it sounds like torture or when you turn on the faucet and there's no water. I mean, everything's bad about that word to begin with. You know, yeah. I've told the story, but I'll tell it again here. I have an agent here where I am in Southern California and he puts these goodie packages out in front of my house because he knows I'm like absolutely obsessed about not interacting. And he leaves them just every few days. He doesn't overdo it. And he knows also what I like, um, like big bottles of vodka. But uh, no, kidding. But he leaves little treats and uh, he doesn't follow up to see if I got it. He doesn't, you know, get anxious if I fail to thank him only because I'm completely spaced out these days and forget the most basic, you know, things. Um, and boy, I think that's shit. That's powerful marketing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think turn off the drip and just send a simple email that says, how are you doing? You know, I mean, that's, you'd probably get more response from your database if you did that at this point versus, you know, sending out home staging tips for spring or something like that. Hi, this is Joe Rand. I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. My CEO at Inman, Josh Albertson, who's got all this stuff figured out so well, he sends me, and he knows how I'm always anxious, you know, and he, knowing that, knowing it well, he just opens in the morning or hasn't heard from me and says, hey, Brad, you okay? Uh, how you doing? You know, that's it. And he's a man of very few words and very effective, but it's amazing how um, fewer words now works a lot better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And just humanity, like people want human. Uh, I saw on Twitter yesterday that Steakums, like the frozen meat company is sharing stats from the CDC and somebody tweeted them and was like, you know, this seems like a really weird thing for a steak company. And, um, and their reply was really interesting. It was, you know, like there are humans behind this account and we sell to humans and, you know, people will listen to a brand about steak, you know, hopefully they'll listen to the same people behind that about health and, you know, just reminding people that there are, there is humanity behind all of those marketing accounts. I thought that was really interesting that they're willing to not even be marketing their own product right now, but instead sharing important information for everyone. So I just think that's it's super interesting that the humanity is standing out so much right now and the automation is just crashing and burning, um, you know, and just really encouraging people like now's the time to be more human. But the greatest thing about it is, you know, we're in the middle of a crisis, people become more forgiving. I mean, there is an element of humanity that becomes more nitpicky, but people do become more forgiving. And so you have more freedom to screw up and fail right now because we're all just figuring it out as we go. Well, I'm noticing the trolls have disappeared. Like I get attacked every single day by someone and boy, I felt like I got a vacation. People are, as you, they're just being <laughs> nicer. You know, it's interesting what you just said, Valerie, I'm going to remember the name of the steak company and I wouldn't have, mm. 
unless you had seen that and shared it and you're sharing something positive. Let me ask you both, let's come up with some stories or examples like that um, where you do see people putting on their best face and doing the right thing. Are there any in the industry that you've seen that you go, wow, that, that works, that we can share with others to maybe give it a try in their own way? Um, I mean, I can share just a quick story from a, a client of ours that we're working with in Colorado, 8Z. They put together a relief fund for their agents. Um, it's like pretty sizable amount of money just to, you know, it started out as a thing for their agents and then they realized, well, why, why not extend this to our sphere too, our agents, clients who might need a little financial help right now just to get through the month or the next couple months. Um, so I thought that was a really good example of, you know, serving, not selling, but it, you know, at its core, that really is kind of their way of marketing through this crisis. It's like, we're offering this thing of value that we, we are in a position to offer. Um, and I think agents in their marketplace are going to notice that and remember, you know, when they're maybe looking at their broker who is just not doing anything or maybe not doing enough they feel for them. Yeah, no, that's a great example. And I think if you think about the owner, the broker owner, they're kind of like mom and dad, you know, when you're in a jam, yeah, you can move into the basement. Um, and that's how they should, you know, I think the good broker owners treat their agents, not, not paternalistic, but, um, you know, they're, they're independent, but they're connected and you'd want them to do the same thing your parents do in a jam. If I'd come yeah. in analogy, mm -hmm. Valerie, any stories out there where people, uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, there's been so many good stories. And I think that's the awesome thing that's come out of this is people are, are sharing the good so much more than the bad. I, I find in my feed anyway, um, you know, I appreciated the fact that almost immediately, you know, bomb bomb came out and said, Hey, we're pausing all of our automation. We're taking a look at all the stuff that we're giving you. We don't think it's appropriate for you to be sharing this kind of stuff with your clients right now. And they took a really proactive step really early. So that was awesome to see, um, you know, instead of coming out and saying to agents, Hey, you know, you should adjust these messages. They said, we're going to, we're going to help you with this. We're going to do it. So that's awesome. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of brokerages step up and offer training and not, and saying, this isn't just for our agents. This is for anyone, anybody who wants to jump on and mastermind or have some accountability or just have somebody to talk to, please join us. I think Redfin has been getting a ton of heat and criticism, but the, the, the map that they put out showing all of the different regulations in each state about the stay at home orders and what people can and can't do and what that means for agents was brilliant. Um, just again, like that, that had nothing to do with open houses or selling houses. It was just, here's what the status is in that state. So you can be more informed. But they just think companies that are coming out with, let me give you more information than you asked for and more than you paid for. We know those are singularly the most memorable marketing experiences that we can ever get. You know, like we could upgrade it on a plane. We think it's amazing. So if we get something from one of our vendors that we didn't pay for, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, service, not sales. You said it so well before. Let me ask you, let's move in the kind of last chapter of this podcast. Um, the things that the forcing function of the coronavirus permanently on marketing, we're seeing it 
in the paperless transaction. We're seeing it in so many other behaviors, um, how we connect, all these other things in real estate marketing. Um, and I'll ramble here a minute so you can think about it. <laughs> but what might we hold on to the good after, you know, around the bend or on the other side that, wow, Corona taught us how to begin to do this or do that. Anything that comes to mind, other than stuff we kind of already chatted about, that um, kind of looking there into the future as we recover, as real estate gets back to normal, as the leads are rolling in. Um, you want to start, Valerie, and then Jessica, and then we'll do a wrap and your last funny tale of wisdom? Yeah, I, mean, I think that we've always had this kind of bad habit in this industry that we suppress data to generate leads. Um, you know, the click here and enter your email in order to see the photos or, um, you know, like not putting the price in the ad just to get somebody to call you. I think that this will be the end of that. I hope this will be the end of that. I find that people right now are scrambling to provide virtual tours and floor plans and digital information and getting people all of the stuff that they want because they need it right now and they can't physically get into the house. And I hope this is finally breaking the habit of holding and or suppressing information to try and generate interest. And instead we move to a more you know, freedom of information in this industry of just like, let me give you everything so that you're super well informed. Because it's interesting, I'm seeing people now saying like, I'm getting more qualified leads. Yeah, but six months ago, you would have argued the opposite, like, you know, so it's really interesting. I think that we'll start to see more of that in the future. Transparency, I love it. That's fantastic. Jessica? I think all of this is going to force a lot of agents and companies to think more deeply about how to market well online versus offline. And I think that that goes for both real estate where, you know, in 2020, we're still seeing agents pictures on shopping carts and, you know, the off a lot of emphasis on offline marketing, even in B2B, you know, a lot of the companies are relying solely on, you know, being at events, event-based marketing, face-to-face -face selling through demos and whatnot. I think that this whole experience is proving that like, there's a lot of success to be had online in, in really um, figuring that out. And there's a way to do it and do it authentically without, you know, having all of this automation that, you know, is just very robotic and not keeping the person on the other end in line. So, I, I mean, I'm hoping that that changes because I feel like, you know, compared to a lot of other industries, we are still very behind in real estate. You know, we have, we have the portals basically, and we have listings, like that's how we market online um, to consumers, but there's not much else. So to me, it would be interesting to see more of a, you know, seller's journey or buyer's journey really unfold in the online marketing space. Hey, thank you, too. I'm so fond of both of you. And uh, every time I ever see you live, um, I, always, I always smile because you contribute so much and you're, you're thoughtful. And, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, gang, this is Brad Inman checking out. Thanks to Jessica and Valerie for starting my day off really, really well. And tune in soon to my next podcast.